spring. Good day, Buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for How You Can Eat, a weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Jose, and each week we take a brand new release and we let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, I got to quickly introduce the other co-leaders of the group. Coming back from a wonderful vacation, um, eating great food, uh, feeling good, maybe sweating a little bit due to the humidity. It's Alan Mark. How was your trip and how are you doing? Yeah, the trip was great. It was so nice to slow down uh, down in the south. Uh, not really worried about much. Have fun. Eat a lot of crawfish. And, uh, you know, good times. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't. You don't eat crawfish. I can't, I'm eat, sorry. I can't eat crawfish. <laughs> I'm allergic to everything with shells. Um, I but know. It was great. It was a very great and much needed trip. So, um, But I'm happy so, to be back because now uh, we get to talk about what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little group, a little known group that um, may or may not be well-known. Or it might not be well known that Alan Mark is a huge fan of them, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and rounding out the big three is, of course, the one that hails from NYC. He did not go anywhere, but I'm sure he did some fun stuff, uh, nonetheless. It's Steven. Have you done anything cool? Did you go anywhere this past week? Oh, uh, I went to Brooklyn on Sunday. Oh, yeah, and so far, first time in a while, and uh, I know last yeah. time was with us. Oh yeah, last <laughs> I haven't gone since. <laughs> when, we, yeah. when we went, uh, when we went, what did we do? Did we go bowling? No, no, no. We went to no, no. We went to a barcade when barcades right. were cool. Yeah, yeah. I was in Brooklyn. Yeah, was st- no, yeah, was in Brooklyn. wait. I thought it was or with Williamsburg. I think Oh, it's the same thing, right? In, Williamsburg is Brooklyn. I think the barcade was in Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. I think, no, 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 no. It was in Brooklyn. I promise it was in Brooklyn because we went, We tried to go to that hotel with the roof bar, rooftop bar. And it was the one facing uh, the Brooklyn Bridge. It was definitely Brooklyn. I thought, swear. That, I thought Brooklyn was just pizza day. No, no, it was it was uh uh it was uh what is it called? Oh, you weren't there, Steven? I don't think I got pizza with you guys. Okay, Steven, (laughs) you did not go to Brooklyn then. Um we we went uh (laughs) Alan Mark and I went with uh um how you can eat uh very own Mark. Yeah. But Uh, yeah, I still haven't gone to Brooklyn since you guys went. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been seven years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the pizza place we like? Um, Touch of the R. It's famous uh, um, Brooklyn pizza R. 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 Oh uh, boy! They they have a podcast that they record in the back. Oh, Roberta's. Uh, Roberta's. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Anyway, I went there with um, Dan though. <laughs> a couple, yeah, yeah, you did. You did go with yeah. Dan. Oh man, that was a long time ago. Okay, so why were you in uh, Brooklyn? Were you like? Uh, checking things out. Did you buy anything cool? And there was there eat, was like a, some good food. It's like meeting, or it's like a, not a meeting, but it was a thing for um this thing I volunteered with a couple years ago, and then they were trying to get members of the community back. So it was like a small gathering cool. of yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, if I if I were to um move to New York, Nat and I would probably go to Brooklyn. I think that'd be the most affordable. We'd want to be around. Oh, I don't know. We'd probably end up around. We'd probably go to. Truthfully, we'd probably go to Queens. Just farther east. Yeah. 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 I don't know if we'd go north. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
And yes, uh, I don't have any new pen updates. I'm so oh, sorry, guys. Okay. I was hoping to provide you guys with some, but I will say that I'm going to be purchasing some um, Uni Signo, uh, very classic plastic ballpoint pens in multiple colors. Because I want to start, um, I'm not ready to give up the tactile analog scribing units. Mm. Um, I still, I followed your suit, Stephen. When I saw you uh, bring out your notebook and you wrote out that one joke, I forget <laughs> what you wrote out, but um, you flashed oh, on the screen. I actually, yeah, yeah. I briefly thought about saying that same joke because they released an album last week. I was going to say oh, to yes. you guys, when you asked me how I am, I was going to say, I'm Gouda and <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm ready to talk about uh, this new Street Kids album. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, so I'm still using a pen and paper and notepad. So I'm not, not as fancy as Alamark. Alamark is slowly um, up in his game, uh, technology-wise. Oh, yeah. So he's going to... He's going to outdo me soon. I'm just full of Apple gear. There is anyway. a fantastic pen and writing, like stationery store in Brooklyn. It's called Yoseka Stationery. I don't know if you've Ooh. happened upon them, but they're no, like no, no, no. I a t- Taiwanese stationery. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the only thing we have here is like top drawer, which is like the that sounds good. Um, which is the no, no. It's like a commercial commercialized um, wannabe fancy. Um, but if you want to sponsor us, you should <laughs> top door. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to cl- clown on you guys, but um, uh, um yeah. Um, so anyway, we should probably all raise our mic volumes just in case. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, don't uh, worry about it. It was an important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, let's. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, before we started recording this episode, I had. Uh, KT'd uh, the guys that I, I would love to talk about this album for four hours because I easily could. Um, there's it's it's you already know who, who we're talking about, but it's it's a favorite of ours, and we could probably just talk for the rest of the week like the rest, like we could probably talk three episodes worth for this one group. Um, but we still got to share some love. Some other releases came out this week, so uh, to show some love for them. Uh, Stephen has whipped up a wonderful menu for you to uh, dine uh, with. So I'm going to throw it to Stephen, and he's going to give you his specials of the week. All right. Yeah, so thank you, Chuck. Um, Some pretty exciting ones, and I'm just going to hop right into it. Uh, On Monday, it's a a good one to start with, especially with the the artist we have this week. But uh, And I guess it's not really a traditional k-pop sense but it is from a k-pop artist um it's a single from alexa it's called wonderland and um she is representing her home state of oklahoma on the show american song contest our version of the eurovision uh contest so uh yeah i think it was already aired or it was already performed on on tv so that that's like high praise by the way our version of the eurovision yeah that's that's very high praise for uh the um americans (laughs) contest we'll see we'll see first season like the the conceptually at at least true true, true. um but uh something i i just i as i always do i look up who writes these songs and this one it was written by None other than uh, Albin Nordqvist, Andreas Carlsen, 
Becca Boom, Ellen Berg, and Moa Karlebecker, aka Cassiopeia. So maybe they're all kind of busy writing songs for Alexa. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but go, yeah, go, I, I don't know, go vote for Alexa or your state. Where I, I don't know, but, but if you like Whatever Alexa, you yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's cool to see um, Alexa on on like national TV. Um, uh, same day, we have a full length album from Highlight. It's called Daydream with the title track Daydream, and this is the first uh, Highlight full length album. Um, it has ten tracks. Uh, members Ki Guang and Dong Woon co wrote on five of them. And then just some uh, other names on this are KZ, Danka, No Day, Risky Pizza, um, Moon Kim, Yummy Tone, Kim Taeyong, Vincenzo, Anima Singa, and someone named Guber Lake. Um, <laughs> moving on to Wednesday, two releases. First up is Suran, uh, the singer Suran. She has a mini album called Fly In Part One the title track Diamonds featuring Taeyong of NCT. Uh, this is her third mini album following her first two Walk In and Jump In. Uh, this one's Fly In. Um, it has six tracks. Also features the rapper uh, Dok E or it's written out Dok 2. Um, and it includes her single Sunny from last year. Uh, Suran wrote or composed every song um, and, and Taeyong also participated on the title track other people involved. Brian Cho, Ellen Berg again, uh, Filter, Zayson, Shim Hyun Bo, and on the song Sunny, uh, Jok Jay played guitar. Um, same day, uh, the group Very Very came out with a single. It's called Oh. Uh, it was released with a B-side called Our Spring. Um, and it was part of, I guess, this the release together. It was called Series O Round Zero who, which is kind of a tongue twister. Like I was going to say like series O, round O, whoa. <laughs> like if you like read it, it it's kind of difficult to read. But uh, the single is by Jane Lee Ail, um, Min Bymore. And then the B-side, our song was written by all of the members. Um, and I... I always like looking at the tracklist release. This one, it actually has one of my uh, favorite, like visually, um, because it has this very art, like art gallery theme. And this one's pretty cool. So I, I like this one a lot. Uh, but go, yeah, go, go check out O. Uh, lastly, we have a debut from a band called Cinema. And it's a single album called Moby Dick and the title track of the same name. They are a four piece band under. Two companies, Flow and Moss Music, um, both which look like they're subsidiaries of Dreamus. Um, but yeah, this band was formed during the survival show Super Band 2, whose first season produced the bands Hopipola and Lucy. Uh, so this group, Cinema, they didn't win. Um, and that, that honor went to Cracksilver. But uh, they will actually be the third band to debut from this show, which is kind of cool. Um, the members Sol Ong and Kitak arranged both of these tracks, and then Solong also co-composed both, along with Clef Crew and Moon Kim uh, as well. So yeah, good luck to Cinema. Always nice to see a new band out there too. Um, yeah, those are my specials of the week. <laughs> 
All right, thanks, Stephen. Um, I don't know what <laughs> Alan Mark could be presenting to us for this week's rundown. I don't know. I think things happened. You know, that, well, um, maybe maybe stuff mm-hmm. stuff to talk about mm-hmm. uh, since the last release. Uh, but might as well just give it to give it to him and see uh, what he has in store for us for this week's rundown. Yeah, so I don't have a lot, which is great because that means more time for us to talk about the album. But uh, so not a lot has happened uh, since we last talked about Red Velvet on August. 2021 uh, for their album Queendom. But this is, I'll dig in a little bit into the concept. It won't touch on too much because I know we'll talk about it. But so they released a new album, the Reva Festival 2022, Feel My Rhythm. Uh, that's what we're talking about today. So uh, some of the teasers, they released like a photo that had a bunch of references to all of their old stuff, singles, albums, stuff like that, which is like really interesting. Uh, they decided to go that way. And then they released a series of photo teasers as well. Uh, representing the different versions that this album has. So the album did get released. There was a total of three different versions. Uh, two Reva versions. One called… Uh, oh no. I looked up how to pronounce this. But then I forgot it. Capriccioso. Uh, which is a music <laughs> oh, yeah, term. Yeah. Uh, meaning you know, free, playful, impulsive. So that version is the one where the images they're in the garden and all that stuff. And then the second rep version is calmato, which is a term meaning calm and quiet. Uh, and that's the one with them as ballerinas and stuff like that. The third version, the physical version they release is called the orgel version, which is uh, a music box version. So that one is actually really cool. Um, and I did order one of those for myself. Um, <laughs> Um, Wait, where do you order that? Because I ordered the ballerina version. Uh, I did. I just I just search on Amazon. Honestly, I couldn't. Okay, I I'm gonna do that. To, to, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Just search. That. Just search. I, Orgel, I, I thought. Orgel okay, because I thought about getting all of them. Oh yeah, I, I only but got I don't one Reva version yeah. and then the Oracle version. Okay. Um, okay, which is a lot, but you know what? It's, yeah, we'll we'll find out. Okay, why. we'll we'll talk about it. Yes. So um. So. Yeah, obviously, there's a lot of classical music themes going on with the with the Your concept. Favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so tying with this theme, the album was released on March 21st, 2022 uh, to commemorate composer Johann Sebastian Bach's birthday, whose composition, Air on the G-String, was sampled in the lead single, Feel My Rhythm. Uh, yeah, and with this album, uh, they uh, so hope to establish themselves as sort of the queens of spring with, their, uh, with this concept evoking like <laughs> ballerinas, classic art movements, and the brightness and pestle. Uh, what aren't they? The queens though. They, yeah, they pretty much own every, every Shots season fired at this against point. Stacey declaring their queendom. No, this is in, in, in the… No, yeah. No, wait. Stacey? What are you yes. saying? Sorry. <laughs> no, not Stacey. What am I talking about? Idol. Sorry. Idols. Uh, we were talking about um, the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they said being queen the queen of the. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. That's, that's all I had. So we're very excited to talk about this new Red Velvet album. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, 
much to talk about. Uh, this is, again, I don't know if Alan Mark mentioned it. I might have been spacing out when he said it, but this is their seventh mini album. Oh, did not mention And that. there are six tracks for us to talk about. So we're going to talk about the first three before we head off to break and to mix things up because uh, I like to mix things up. Um, I am going to have Alan Mark because he didn't have much to talk about in the rundown. So that means he has enough energy to start talking about the lead single, Feel My Rhythm, which is track number one. Um, There's a lot to digest here, so we'll do our best. We'll try not to belabor um, too much, but maybe we should. It it deserves it. Red Velvet always deserves as much attention as we can give them. So, Alamark, as our resident uh, Revelove, can you please start talking about Feel My Rhythm? Yeah, first I'm going to apologize to all of our listeners. This is going to be another two plus hour long episode <laughs> of just me. And then it'll be another two and a half, two hours of just Steven. But uh, I'm kidding. Hopefully we do a good job and are not succinct. But Feel My Rhythm, uh, what a single to have for this album. Uh, and sort of as like another return for Red Velvet. Uh, yeah, it's just, I'll just talk about musically, like getting that box sample that I mentioned. Um, I was like, what are they going to do with this? And just like, uh, I like that the sample, that classical sample wasn't just in the intro. It felt like they really used it throughout the song and tied it in as like this huge motif. Um, that was complemented very well with the visuals that we'll talk about in the music video. But um, I think what it does really well is that it sort of marries that older classical sample with like a new, with the newer like industrial video game sounds that we're used to hearing from, you know, Red Velvet, SM in general. Um, Like the, there's like those like, video, like I mentioned, like 16-bit sounds uh, that we've heard and stuff like Power Up and other things like that. So, um, but also the, there's that like high percussion too that like reminded me of NCT Dream's Deja Vu, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. But yeah, just the way that um, the producers, Andreas Oberg and uh, some people from Artifact, uh, Jake K, Maria Marcus and MCK, they uh, just bringing those sounds together into this. Um, it was really well done. I I feel like this song was very well produced. Um, and using it for... And Red Velvet is sort of like the perfect group to have introduced this sound and style for. Uh, yeah, they're like... I mentioned a little bit with Queen. I'm like, I like when they are a bit more risk... Like take a bit more risks with uh, arrangements and stuff like that. And I feel like this sort of is a really good encapsulation of that. So uh yeah, I'll start off with that. I wanna know I wanna know what y'all sort of picked out out of this uh about out of this song, uh, this single, this hell of an opening track. So I freaking love, love, love this song. It is so <laughs> much better than Queendom was when it Oh we're just going right to that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just going right to that. It is so Queendom, great, but this is I don't know what to cat. This is like 
a combo of I, I Red Velvet fires on all cylinders when they combine both their red side and their velvet side. Like there's just so is such a unique song. I mean, you know, it you know, uh mixing up um uh classical music with modern stylings and instruments, that's not a new thing. But there's something about this that just feels like um like if Johann Sebastian Bach was alive right now, this is like the kind of stuff that he would be be able to produce. Like this is like like if he's if 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 you get all these incredible genius classical composers, the modern technologies, like I I don't know if anyone's ever thought of that. Like what kind of music would they produce? And like this would feel kind of like that. It's just so masterful. Um, I will admit the first time I listened to the song, it caught me off guard because I wasn't ready for the uh, geniusness of it. And then every single time I listened to it, I loved it more and more. I would pick out so many moments from it. And it just… Um, like right off the bat, like we we get like Wendy like right up in our ears. And like she doesn't leave. I, I think the re- the rest of the song… If I remember looking at the line distribution videos, um, Wendy just ate this entire song. She just shined all throughout and like her voice was perfect to kind of lead this song to me. It just, um, it was just so beautiful sounding and just powerful and incredible. And um, we are gonna bring back a fun game that we used to play a lot last year. Uh, we kind of took a break, um, but we'll bring it back. We're gonna play the game, what is Chuck's favorite song off this album? So at the very end of our discussion, I'm gonna ask Alamark and Steven what my what they think is my favorite song. Um, but I'm gonna make every song sound like it's my favorite <laughs> song. So good luck. Good luck, guys. Uh, so starting that, with Feel My Rhythm. That's not hard Feel to My do. Rhythm is my favorite song. Or is it? <laughs> Steven, oh, your turn. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I I wrote down, like, where do you start with this? Because I, I <laughs> it, was, it was hard to figure out, like, because there's, there's a lot happening, but it's just, it is, like, a really amazing song. Um, I, I was feeling like this, just for all the Bach alts out there, that, like, just hearing that sample. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know that they'd appreciate this, <laughs> but um, yeah. And also in my head, this was uh, it was like you know how SM Station they had like those Soul Philharmonic uh, playing the mm-hmm. Red Velvet song, or I think was it Red Flavor. I, in yeah. my head, I, I was like, I hope they got them to play the box song, and then Ooh. like, but because I, I don't know if it is a sample of an already recorded one or, or they they could really could have gotten someone to record it. Uh, but when I get my album, I'll read the liner notes. Oh yes. Okay. I'll learn how to read Korean, read the liner <laughs> yeah. notes and then find out. <laughs> uh but yeah, that uh, that's what I am hoping. SM using their connections for for that. Um but yeah, like this this song as I was listening to it, it it just like it made me just picture things. It was like very fanciful and I was just like seeing all these things that, but also they didn't even match what 
the uh, what the, the actual uh, visuals were for this video. I mean, for for the song. Um, but yeah, like uh, I, I'm assuming all of the string parts are, or most of them are from the the Bach uh, tune, um, and it's it, they just really incorporated them well into the chorus and then the the bridge as well. They I think they took a different part of the composition and that just seems like a really tough thing to do <laughs> like sometimes you just get a certain part of the thing and and then you can use that as the sample um but then to get like a separate part that's like different chords that that just seems like it, it's it's a really I don't know. A, a great. Uh, it shows that whoever wrote this is really good at like uh, just music. I suppose is the word <laughs> I'll use. <laughs> um, um, yeah, uh, they. The, every section felt full, um, mm. and I think there were there were parts where the instrumental. I feel like they almost overtook the vocals at some points, but then. It felt like, in the chorus especially, the vocals were kind of like another section of this, like an orchestra, and then they they're just kind of a sec, like another part that is maybe equal to everything else. It's not like you don't. I wasn't focusing on on that at that time, uh, as I might for a lot of other pop songs. So it's like a really interesting. S- song to just hear and, and listen to. Um, yeah, I already touched on the the bridge that uses some more strings from the song, but it also has that, the second half has that really cool synth, like glitchy section, um, yeah. which I really loved. And you hear things in, in, your, in the left and right channels. It, yeah, it's just a really, really great song. What, what else do you want to talk about, Omar? Uh, so many things, but um, you know I'm happy about this. They had a key change in this song. You yeah. love a really good modulation. Oh my god! And just like the song was already so, as you mentioned, like full. It's very epic sounding. It builds up so well, like an orchestra would. And just having that key change was that extra punch to really like. Oh uh, yeah, this is like. Uh, the, like this is sort of a masterpiece in that way. The, yeah. the way it, it's like the oh, a crescendo and like a it's I don't know it's like the final suite of a uh, mm-hmm. or sorry it's the final movement in a suite. I I forget. I don't know my classical terms. I think that's, that's you guys. I, that sounds right. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, I've got to throw to you guys for that. This. Oh my god! I don't actually don't know. I think yeah. this piece let's is from add, a larger box. Let's add, let's piece. let's, let's hit up uh, react to the <laughs> yeah. K. Let's hit up react to the yeah. K and we'll find out. You don't want actually, me to speculate. Let's uh, uh, let me text Charlie. <laughs> let me text Charlie Puth right now. See if yeah. we can. Uh, well, I know react to the K is gonna be coming out with the reaction to this probably this week. So oh, I can't okay. wait. Um, <laughs> but no, just just to kind of interject. Um, be- even before the key change, there was this really mm. quick snippet from Joy where she kind of just like. It 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 turns into like this pleasant like like ah happy and then it drops with the key change mm-hmm. like it it do- doesn't even usually like a quick breather and then gets like just to get you primed yeah that might the, be uh, like the, the only moment of the song where there's like no classical in there it's just like that yeah. like the glitchy sounds and just Joy's voice yeah That's yeah cool. yeah okay yeah. um what else I love that 
it starts off with a sample. Mm-hmm. Um, and it immediately like… We're going back to the verse. First verse. It starts off with a sample and then immediately um, diverts expectations. And then drops this like really like almost like nasty like guttural beat mm-hmm. in your ears. And it just like… It was just so cool. But then it didn't make you stay there for too long. It, ca- it came back with the sweeping strings and the sample and like just just this uh, grandiose nature and it just i love the roller coaster um that this song brought you th- or it really felt like a real like an orchestral like uh, i don't know like uh, we, okay sorry i don't want to jump too far ahead in the music video talk but um it really did if you see the visuals or like the teasers and everything like that, there's a lot. And Alan Mark mentioned it too, like the um, the whole ballerina um, ballet aspect to it. It really felt like I would love to see this performed, this song performed by ballerinas because I feel like there is so much um, emotion and so much storytelling in just the the instruments alone. And it's yeah, and 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 and. Stephen, I, I forget if you mentioned it, but it just always it never like no two parts sounded the same to me. Like it always mixed things up so that it would always provide something like audibly interesting. I especially love after the first chorus when it jumps into the second verse, and then it almost becomes like a chopped and screwed version where it just like remixes the um, like I would say like maybe I would throw glitchy in there as well. Um, just to keep things spicy and interesting, and it's just, uh, but then it always grounds you back into that po- like that pre that beautiful pre-chorus with the sample. Um, anyway, oh, sorry, I just went on. That's just the first song, guys. Yeah, you yeah. are you curious to know what I'm going to talk about for the others? <laughs> I, I am. Yeah. It's like it's like oh, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like feel like the single is actually my favorite song. What I've not done that a few times. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. not <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. Um, um, anyway, uh, what else can we talk about? I mean, uh, okay. Maybe. I oh, I, I just wanted go. to go back to that. Just a key change about how they they, oh, yeah, they keep the they they keep the sample in there, and like you can, it's really easy to manipulate a, a sample or any kind of audio recording, but it just sounds like it, you, to keep the sample, but in a different key. I, that's also like. It's not a big like technical feat, I think, but you obviously have to think about that when you're if you want to do a key change. Um, mm-hmm. And then the bass is going like the bass is going wild <laughs> in the in that section oh too. God, like, yeah, it, it was great there. Um, but one other thing I was thinking about with the whole like classical uh, sound of this is that like we heard some uh, like like a classical sort of composition at the for the intro of Woozy's single and then mm-hmm, Pentagon right. went sort of like classical or with one of their songs and I realized it, it's March and I haven't made a Q2 and Beyond prediction yet <laughs> I've been trying to think of something I like I barely I based my no. I know I was like rock seems is one too of general, them too broad yeah yeah too broad yeah, I don't know yeah. like I don't know if I want to say like groups really doing something classical. One mm. of the options was 
like space as a setting for uh, a lot of the videos. I feel like we've seen that. So I don't know. I might have to pick something by the end of today because, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm leaning towards maybe space, <laughs> just space. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like it, it's coming close to uh, Q2 actually. So mm. got to do something. Um, what else can I talk about? Uh, honestly, I have nothing else more. I think I said a lot already. Yeah, that's <laughs> more I than mean, I usually yeah. do for a song. We can move to the music video because I know there's a lot to talk about there too. Okay, all right. So, um, accompanying this amazing song is, I think I can speak for the t- uh, for the t- other two co-leaders is a fantastic, perfect, um, just. Just so over the top, not but not in like cheesy way, but just in a like stylistically and design wise and costume and set pieces and just choreography, just visually, it it is a a perfect perfect music video to accompany this amazing song. And um, yeah, I I don't want to. I know I have to give more talk to Alan Mark because it sounds so much better when he says the things that I say. I want to say, um, <laughs> but I, I will say this is a video that felt like uh, in the video there is many moments um, tying to a lot of um, art. I won't say specifically because that's you, Alan Mark. You're gonna you're gonna drop the knowledge on that, but this video felt like a work of art. Like it's not just your cookie cutter k-pop video it felt like a lot of like it's like like if there was an oscar for like sh- <laughs> k-pop music video <laughs> shorts or something like that like this would be nominated it is it is the Chloe. <laughs> sorry i was gonna be like the chloe zhao of um of, uh, k-pop videos <laughs> uh but no it's 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 so it's just some it's just I, I, you know, I'm both, I'm like not surprised that Red Velvet would put something like this, but also very pleasantly surprised that we're actually able to see something like this. So, sorry. That's how I'll start this conversation with the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Mark, there, you, you mentioned that um, Johann Sebastian Bach's uh, Air on G String was the sample throughout, used at the beginning and throughout the song, but that's not the only thing, only reference they pulled. Like, what is, like somebody who's coming, who wants to go check this video, like what would you, how would you, what would your primer for them? Mm. Like how would you set them up for what they're about to experience? I mean, it's set up right there from the beginning with the first shot. Uh, it's Solgi leaning o- on a ladder, leaning over a fence. And then you see a shot of, I believe it's Joy uh, with Yeri and Wendy behind her. And, uh, and Irene just swings by. But Joy is in the water and already right there that's two or three specific uh examples so like this entire music video like they use a lot of uh references to like some a lot of different classical styles of painting as well so to match that classical sound so we see a lot of like impressionist work uh pre-raphaelite brotherhood work and even some rococo style visuals too um as well as the overarching theme of like of Hieronymus Bosch as well, which we'll get to a bit later. But uh, sticking with like the just the first shots, like they have um, 
Oh God, uh, I didn't type it down, but I have a tweet that I will have to look up. But um, like "Joy in the Water" that directly references. Um, Don't look the it up. Painting Ophelia uh, by Malay. Uh, uh, Malays. He's British, so I think it's Malays or something like that. But yeah, so. The moment I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, this is where they're going with the music video. I am excited. And they referenced some Monet. They referenced uh, some uh, Waterhouse as well. So, yeah, it's like… And you see that visually a lot. So, you see a lot of like the, the paint stroke type of things. They just like superimposed the, the members over like that art style. It's just really, really cool. You don't see that too much, I think. Uh, like Do's uh, music video from last year kind of did that, but then uh, that was more just like used as a cool art style. While this is more like we're just referencing all this art. So yeah, um, and that's just the first like few seconds. <laughs> um, Stephen, what did uh, I guess what what were you? I mean, you saw the teaser. I'm I'm, I'm assuming right? Like yeah. Uh yeah they, yeah I did yeah they do a lot of the they show a lot of the main uh the main shots uh Sulgi and right. the black swan black crow, yeah yeah and black like owl those other creatures yeah 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 mm-hmm. they show like yellow birds and weird skull bird and everything like that um, I'm sure all references to something Hieronymus um, Bosch uh, yeah it's yes. all Hieronymus Bosch <laughs> yes uh and so. What were you expecting, I guess, from from this video, from that teaser, yeah. and then how? What 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 ended up? What what ended up happening after you watched it fully? Like what what surprised you? What what stuck out for you? I, I guess yeah. for this video, I think really just a, everything surprised me. I didn't really know what to expect. I was really happy to see those those creatures and like this kind of return to this kind of dark thing that. Uh, Red Velvet does with a lot of their videos and it, it was really mysterious and that's what I really wanted to get from uh, Red Velvet video. I, I love those. Um, I just love the, the fanciful and fantastical elements throughout. Um, and like, yeah, it was just, you just kind of have to sit back and experience it. Um, and, and you realize like, with every element from this release, the the song, the choreography, and the video, like they all draw from these like older classical kind of fine arts from the like these like the visual art, like these older paintings, and then the classical music, and then what I would think is like ballet like choreography. So I, I it feels like a really complete concept. Um, but yeah, this video just had had so much. I, I think, um, I guess at the end, was, I don't know if that was the most direct reference to the Bosch piece, mm-hmm. or uh, the, which I don't remember, but I've been to the museum where it, that, that thing is held. I don't remember if I saw it. Um, it but yeah, that the piece is, that it's a three-panel thing. So I, I think I saw it. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I, I just love the way those painting sequences looked, and I love that they brought it back later too, uh, mm-hmm. after the intro. Yeah, I mean, it. I 
I was trying to figure out um, all the because all the references, a, a lot of amazing people on Twitter and Reddit and whatnot have done some nice, comprehensive like lists of every reference pulled. Um, but I guess on a, I, I was trying to think: is there? Did you guys catch anything on a you know not lore wise, but on a you know red velvet? Oh yeah, a bunch lore of like stuff. yeah. What it, I. If you could enlighten me, like what what were what were some of the things that I, I I was missing as far as like related to the whole, um, you know, compilation of the the Reva Festival storyline, yeah. I guess, or something like that. Or you don't guess, have to go into detail. Well, I'm yeah. just like yeah, curious I, to see how it ties in. I guess the biggest part is that I feel like this uh, song and music video overall sort of like ties all the past Reva Festival stuff together. It has like the strangeness and quirkiness of Zimzella Bim uh, with it uh, matched with just like a bit uh, like lyrically uh, with Oompa Oompa because the chorus for Oompa Oompa is Feel the Rhythm and then this song's called Feel My Rhythm. Uh, and then just sonically, that's a lot of uh, of Psycho, like that the strings and even aesthetically like uh, though this one's a lot brighter, like Oompa Oompa is, it still touches upon the same things from, uh, from Psycho. Uh, like there's shots of them in the garden when they're all wearing pink dresses. Um, someone uh, thought that that could be a reference to Psycho when they're all at the sewing machines and uh, it's just spools of pink thread going to the sewing machine. So it's like, oh, are they making the dresses that they're wearing there in the garden? Stuff like that. Um, so those are like bits and pieces there. And there's also some theories where it like sort of ties into the entire like SMC, uh, yeah, culture, S- SMCU. Well, like, I don't know if it's specifically Kwangya, but it could be tied to like Taemin and stuff like that specifically because uh, um, the crown that Solgi wears in the all black, that's the exact same crown that Taemin wore in the promotional photos for his Act 2 mini album at the end of 2020. So. And a lot of people theorize like Taemin's sort of like one of the main bad guys of the SMCU. So, and you can sort of see that too. Like Sulgi's a little bit of the, the a little evil in this music video too. Like subtly, um, like offering the I guess strawberry to Joy, and it's like it's like sort of in a Snow White kind of way. Um, in one in the one of the last shots with them on the dresses in the garden. Everyone is smiling except for Solgi. And Solgi just then looks directly oh, at yeah. Joy. Oh, so yeah, like, whoa, what's, yeah. What? So something might have happened in Psycho specifically Wait, because was Solgi not wearing shoes also? Uh, was she walking barefoot? I'm kidding. I'm, that, that's a that's be I'm pulling a Beatles uh, Abby. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> Sorry. yeah, but also that could be tied to Psycho because remember in Psycho that music video, she's the one staring at the mirror, but the mirror turns to look at her like in Black Swan. So it's like, oh, could that be like a different version of Solgi there, like the evil version of Solgi from that mirror that's like here to do whatever? I don't know. SMCU is complicated, and I don't know a lot of that lore yet. <laughs> so, but I think like it's. Cool. I think generally with Red Velvet, they like to tie a lot of stuff together, like motifs and imagery from past music videos to current and future ones. Um, I don't know if it's like they just wanted to do like quick nods before, and now it's like, well, we've done all this. Let's turn it into a storyline. Uh, all right. Um, like I said, we could talk f- about just the song for the whole 
mm-hmm. um, <laughs> episode of. So uh, I would love to come back. Maybe not. It could be this episode or another episode. Uh, I'm not sure. We can maybe do a, a supplemental bonus thing. But um, if if you what what are some final thoughts that you guys want to throw down for this music video? It could be anything really. Visually, choreo, clothing, anything. Okay, um, I want to just for, like first just say that like the outfits, uh, they were like very you know as as classy as the song sounds and and fitting for like a, a type of fet where uh, you would hear an ensemble <laughs> be playing like the that Bach piece live. Um, yeah. So uh, and then the other thing is that the the Hieronymus Bosch piece it it is called the the Garden of Earthly Delights. It is a, a triptych. Uh, at the the Prado Museum in in Spain, and um, ah, um, I I feel like that piece it was referenced directly, especially at the the end. But um, that that piece it has a lot of detail. If you see, I've seen other uh, Bosch works, and if you see them up close, you kind of have to like look really closely to see all of the things happening in the scenes. Um, but I, what I liked about the video was that while it had a lot of detail, it just like laid everything out there and you didn't really need to look closely to see it, but you would just have to be able to recognize what it is, which I didn't. Like, I think what Alan Mark was just explaining with all of the the references, it's like they're just there, but you just have to, you have to dig a little deeper um, without like the the video being itself the effort, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just very easy to s- just see. Yeah, yeah. Tying to the Bosch work as well, I think people like also represent Bosch's work with like, um, well, Sulky has a lot of the like is tied to probably the Bosch painting the most in the music video, and uh, some people analyze his work to depict more like heretical points of view versus like the more classical like prettier stuff. From the other artists that we see, so that's like another cool contrast and like why she may be a little bit villainous mm-hmm. in this music video. Um, but the, my very last note about uh, about it. So between Sulgi holding that APE and the K drama twenty five twenty one, someone out there really wants to draw me into getting into fencing, and uh, yeah, I now I really really want to. <laughs> I, I'll join you. I will happily join you. I will on guard you as <laughs> as they say. And and then you will touche me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Did I get that French right, Steven? I'm not sure. I well I if they're terms, I don't I don't know them. If they are for fancy, <laughs> they sound like you said it sounded like you said them right. Like pronounce okay. them right. Perfect. But, yeah. Perfect. All right. Um so starting off very strong with track number one. Um and can you believe there's five more for us to talk about? Um, uh, so we'll, we'll move on to track number two entitled Rainbow Halo. Um, and I'll start us off with this conversation. And um, it's just me or does this intro part kind of sound like it's very similar to Step Back by uh, oh, yeah. by GOT. Um, it's just very similar. You know, it's almost like the brighter, younger side of… Um, a step back, um, especially with like that drumline, uh, drumline ish esque beat throughout the whole song. The like the 
like that, that kind of a uh, beat. Um, but uh, so that was my very first thought with this song. But um, you know, you know, I I was a lot of these songs on first listen. I um, I really you know I, I enjoyed it, but then every single song seemed to be a great grower. So I will also say this is my favorite song um, <laughs> on the album, but. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, the the way the chorus. Uh, I'm gonna quickly jump to the chorus um, because I I really loved. Um, I, I felt the synths were very very strong in this song, um, especially in the chorus. It had these kind of like stretched out, elongated, whiny, <clears throat> sorry, whiny type synths happening, and there would be like this little like chiptuneness happening in the background or also with the synths, I guess, as well. Um, I think what this song gave was a nice, um, I don't know, it, it it's, because when you're coming from Feel My Rhythm, it's very hard to like, you know, be the next song. And so this, I think the, the positioning for this song wanted to kind of flip things around, make it, you know, a, a little bit chanty, but just, uh, at the same time, g- be a little bit more modern in its sounding. Um, and I think it really accomplished that. Uh, there's some parts later in the song that I, I would love to call out, but if you guys call it out first, by all means. Um, but Stephen, um, when we're coming from Feel My Rhythm, um, how does how does a song like Rainbow Halo, uh, oh, wh- what's, it, what's it mean to you, I guess, this song? Like, as, as far as like, its placement, and then the next yeah. song you're, you're getting after this song, after Feel My Rhythm, I guess. Yeah, you know, I I think I was hoping to get more like like straight velvet sounds from this album, and then I feel like we were getting like we were getting there with this song, and I was happy to hear it right after uh, the title track. I also. I, I I have this gold pen that I use for marking all of my favorites. And Ooh, pens. This one I I I didn't even bring out because like if I I was just gonna mark every song like. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was like I was gonna plan to do that when I was writing my notes, but then I was like, okay, here's another really good song. I mean, yeah, it like this song is just it it has such a great groove it's just like as cool as you like um it it feels like it's it's in no rush to get to where it's going um like with the pre-chorus there there's a it it has those snares it's almost a it's like they feign doing that speed up with the snares into the chorus but they they do a couple faster but then it just slows down again and then it just you really enter coolly into the the chorus which which is really good. It has, I think it has that more memorable repeated part with the rainbow halo dance uh, lines. But like the the first half melody, it's really good too. It has, it's like, it felt really chic to me. And uh, I, I, I like it a lot. It had the sense that you were mentioning. I was thinking of the band Prep, um, who did a remix of one of, I think, oh, I forgot what their last song. Or mm-hmm. was, I think it was a Queendom, but it was on that, yeah. Yeah, it was on, on that list of, remixes that they they released recently and then they had that sax i was like i'm not gonna make this alan marks thing but i did think about him when this kind of sax thing started playing and i know i love i loved it here (laughs) so 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot also I, I really like just about the mood and the feeling of this song. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, speaking of that sax, I think this is what, one moment where the saxophone is perfect for where it is. Um, like, uh, I think it's a live sax too. It sounds like it, especially when it starts wailing in the last chorus. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I think I'm actually really happy that saxophone is there because I think otherwise I would have not thought too much of the chorus. Um, but that saxophone added that extra element that made it, made it really smooth to go along with the groove that this song has. Uh, I think this song is also a really good example of just sequencing on an album overall, like Chuck touched upon it. Um, I like that it's between Feel My Rhythm and then Track 3 as well, which are two more bombastic sounding songs. So this album really gave us a bit more like, uh, it gave us a couple breaks in between all of those more energetic stuff, which I really enjoyed. I think overall the sequencing is really good. Um, but I think if there's one moment in this song that I like absolutely every time it gets there, like I sometimes even uh, like go back in the track to listen to it again right away. It's that bridge. The bridge has such great moments, especially the second half of it where um, like it starts off really quiet and really soft and low. Um, but then when it goes into the buildup section, I think that's uh, Wendy and Joy. Um, God, that melody is just so, so good. Um, and like, especially as a lead into the last chorus, um, it's like, it's just so well done. Like Red Velvet's one of those groups where it's like, you, like, you know, they're going to have a good bridge. Like they just have great bridges in their songs. And this one is one of like, that one, this one's up there, but, oh man. The the bridge is great too because it it does this wonderful stacking of sounds. Um, oh, the camera's there. Sorry, yeah, stare at your stare directly into the camera for you guys. Um, the <laughs> sorry, that was weird. Uh, the the stacking of the the different the layering of the song uh, of the instruments is so so beautiful. Um, I was like picking out so many wonderful um, notes. There's like uh, this. I think it's like a, I don't know if it's a xylophone or like a weird, not a marimba. Like it's just some some like hollow wooden tone happening. If you guys just take a quick listen at the bridge just to like, but it just, and then there's like the, my favorite like galactical sounds that I always like to, to point out. Um, like just firing off in the back, the phasers. Anyway, the point is, uh, I just wanted to, add more exclamation points to how much I also love the bridge. Um, but specifically, I if, I if I'm listening to this correctly, um, I think Solgi in this part uses her lower register. And mm-hmm. it, you, you rarely get to hear that. And when you do, it is wonderful. And it's just so, so pleasant and so good. Um, and uh, I'm very proud that I'm slowly learning everyone's voices. I'm very bad with picking out voices, but Red Velvet, it is very easy to hear mm-hmm. all five amazing voices. So, um, yeah, saxophone. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> all right. Um, are, are you guys begging for me to move on to the next track? or do you guys? I have one more quick note more that I think is really cool from this song uh, specifically. So uh, the chorus does this really cool thing too, where... 
on the first beat of it, they introduce like a heavier percussion right on that one at the start. Uh, and it coincides with the lyric, the place where you thump fell. And it coincides with like when they say the word thump. And I thought that was really cool. It's like oh. very, really cool text painting. So yeah, just so, like all throughout the album, like there's like really subtle, cool <laughs> things like that. Um, that just help elevate it in very like cool ways. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, let's talk about one more song before we uh, take a much needed break from all this uh, outpouring love of uh, these first two tracks. Uh, so track number three, um, Stephen, I'm going to beg you okay. to talk about this song for me. Um, so why don't you go for me <clears throat> And speak for me and um, got it up, <laughs> dance for me. Anyway, Steven, just take okay. it. Yeah, so Beg for Me is, it's just, it's a jam. Um, it's like a full on velvet track. Mm-hmm. And Chuck, you had already used the word spicy <laughs> earlier on for um, <laughs> oh, sorry. the first song, but like, that's the word I was gonna use for for this is for definitely me. like this is uh, oh, spice for kind of, this, there's a French yeah. way to say it. There's, yeah, that's this. Oh, what is it? It's no spicy is better. I think it's like piquant yeah. in French. It's not, oh, never mind. No, no, yeah, yeah spicy. But better. yeah, but just within Red Velvet's like discography, I feel like this is one of the more one of the more like yeah spicy songs up there, and it it I mean. Okay, there was a, s- a song the bass line reminded me of. I'm going to mention that later because it's it's not important. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this song, it really it just gets straight to the point right away. Like it gives you that that chorus. Um and and that I felt like the the chorus also had this very typically like red velvet sound with those shouts in there and like I think I, I really like hearing those where they go like, yeah, you're so crazy. <laughs> like the, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Um, and then one of my favorite parts of this was just the way Joy came in in the second verse where where in that section, the inst- you get, you have the bass, you have these really soft keys and then this just shimmering guitar. The way Joy and then Sulgi after her just following each other, it, it's perfect. And then you get that line, <laughs> bring out your freak. It, it's it's like, it, it's it's really, like, it's hard to put, put in the words. Um, can can, can yeah. I, since you just talked about that second verse, I do like, yeah, I have a quick note about that second yeah, verse yeah, too. Because yeah. it is like, because when they sing it, it's not only like that they, like how they sing it with the tone, but they also drag the melody a little bit. It's like, it feels like it's a little late, but it works in a such a good way. It's like, and like the way it's done too, it is like the sexiest way to sing that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I uh, like related to, I mentioned it during how Jihyo sings the chorus in their song First Time from Taste of Love. It has like that same effect. And it's just, uh, that's just such a good like vocal performance and vocal directing and doing that. Uh, Especially with those two like higher tones, um, yeah, that they have it like literally gives me chills every time I listen to that second verse. Yeah, uh, um, I don't have much more to add. Uh, Stephen saying spicy and <laughs> Alan Mark. Every time we get to drop a 
a sexy phrase on this podcast. I, you know, you know, we're we're meaning. Uh, you know, we're serious. Um, we're wholesome, but yeah, we're very wholesome. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes we uh, get to our velvet side. Um, but uh, I want to just point out um, some just key moments for me. Um, one being the 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 main hook uh, synth at the one that starts the the whole song, and I just love I love a good sawy sounding synth, and that synth was just an earworm um, in my in my head, and I just it it was the basis for the groove I think for me, and I <laughs> the very first note I wrote for this song was like okay at that intro because mm. um, it the whole the just the chant of the dance for me, work for me, back, like that uh, whole thing is, mm. is just so good. It's just <laughs> what a great way to start it, and because like that is the the post chorus, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But they just ha- they hit hit you hit hit it with you for the intro, and just you're immediately hooked. Um, and then another um, soundbite is the whole the uh, ooh, like that part yeah. um, is very good. Just so, just a little sound bites that I just really yeah. enjoyed. And um, like, I feel like that awoo is like a direct reference to like, you know, in like cartoons when like the characters see like someone like, that's really attractive like, and they do like that. Yeah, they do like yeah, that yeah. wolf, like awoo kind of like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's like a di- like directly that's referencing great. that, but in like a, a cool way. <laughs> um, I don't. I wrote this down. I don't know if it's valid. Um, of course, it's uh, valid. But, uh, but uh, this is my favorite song on the album. Oh, never so. mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But but really, my, my note is, um, uh, I I was getting little hints, uh, like when, when the trappiness part of the song hit, um, I was kind of reminded of Psycho in a way when the trap hits in that song, and um, I don't know. I just wrote that down. Something, something that kind of triggered my mind. Um, but I, you, you guys, I I think it's well documented that I really like Psycho. Mm-hmm. No, I really like Bad Boy. No, Bad Boy and Psycho. Mm. Um, I, I don't know who did it. Was it Billboard uh, or Rolling Stone? I forget. Uh, but somebody, uh, forgive me for not knowing your name. Uh, I'll, I'll link it down in the description for the podcast below. But they ordered... Oh, no, no. Was it... Uh, I forget. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, they ordered all... Every Red Velvet song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Tasia Assis, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. That was off of NME, I believe. Yeah. NME. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, I, I'm i going to have to go look at that list and see if if I if I jive with it. But yeah. It's, Shout out Tasia. She does good work. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, but yeah. That's… This, this is a, it was a banger. Another banger. So… Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. This… I mean, y'all… Talk. Uh, the bridge. Wendy has rap lines again. That uh, it's like the second time. The first time you only heard that was in Pose. This one, it's so effect. Like it's so effective because like she uses her lower lower register, and it sounds really really cool. Yeah, especially here. It's really good. <laughs> um, and then it, and then that bridge also eventually leads to that last chorus where you have Sulgi doing the crooning like. The beg for me, beg for me, running lines, and I, uh, it's already do- documented on here that Sulgi is my ultimate bias out of all of K-pop. So, um, yeah, like I <laughs> literally in my notes, 
I, I wrote down, I am not okay. Yeah. <laughs> listening to this, uh, this song, every, I am not okay. <laughs> every time I look at a Red Velvet music video, I, I'm always thinking about how um, you are a huge fan of Solgi. And I just all I could think of is like, go Alan Mark. Go little <laughs> rock star. <laughs> just always like nonstop like content for you. Um, I'm Irene. Steven, I don't know if we did we in the we, Kingdom I, episode. Did we did, did we define? I forget. Did you oh, say you were Joy or Wendy? I forget. No, okay. I also Solgi. Right? My bias was also Solgi and Red Velvet. Yeah. Okay, not, okay. It's not. I don't. I don't know if I even have an alt, but mm. um, like I remember in the draft last year, I was like, oh yeah, I'll give Elmar Solgi. <laughs> like I had first pick, but I was like, okay. Because, yeah, <laughs> but um, but I mean, but Taeyeon was, I saw, no, was like, I was like a, a, an incredibly a perfect yeah. pick, so yeah. I don't know who my ult is, and I don't know if it, I'll ever I, have, yeah, one. I don't, but it's, fine. I'm very, it's <laughs> very commendable that you can definitively say that you have an ult. Yeah, it's that tough is, when you're a multi. I mean, like, yeah, I have a lot of biases, but um, yeah, but yeah, just Red Velvet is just that has always been up there for me, so yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Um, I know oh, we want to keep talking about uh, the rest of the album, but we're going to have to take a quick break, catch our breath. Um, take um, a cold shower, maybe. Take a cold <laughs> shower, yes. Yes. And um, when we come back, we will have a game brought to you by me, and we will talk about the final three songs of the Reva Festival 2022, Feel My Rhythm. Uh, see you on the B side. Alright, welcome back to the B-Side. As you already know, we like to play a game when we come back from break. And this week's game is brought to you by me. So, in honor of this album and beautiful music video that we were presented for Feel My Rhythm, um, I decided to do a, you know, a pretty... It might be easy. It might be hard. I'm not sure. Might be very easy for Alan Mark uh, because he is probably more familiar with it. Um, but I will, I will go ahead and set you guys up for this song. So, no, no song for this game. All right. Let me share my screen. Share sound, and away we go. All right, gentlemen. We are <laughs> at, at the front mm. of the Musée d'Orsay. Ah, yes. Musée d'Orsay, yes. Um, a museum in France that houses wonderful pieces. And what is the name of the game you're asking? Well, my friends, it is entitled 
right? It is entitled, Feel My Impression. Ooh. All You Can Eat, <clears throat> Game 63, I believe. I hope I got that number right. All right. At the end of Feel My of the Feel My Rhythm music video, all five members of Red Velvet were transported into the world of paint. Unable to escape, they decided to recreate a whole bunch of their past music videos in paint form to hopefully break the spell and return to the real world. Alan, Mark, and Steven, your goal is to correctly identify as many music videos as possible. Then and only then will they be able to leave the Revit Festival 2022. All right, so I'm going to show you a piece. To the right are all your choices. There are 17 pieces to identify. Wow. So just just to, because a lot of them will be instantly recognizable. So I just went for quantity to okay. see who would Great. get the right answers. Great. Um, at the end, you guys will just tally up the points yourself and you just let me know okay. <laughs> uh, how much you guys got. All right. So, are you guys ready to break them free? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Painting free. number one <clears throat> is, uh, is by a impressionist artist <laughs> named Mary Cassatt. <laughs> oh. So, is this any... Uh, which... Music video. You have a little list on the right to pick from. Which music oh. video is this painting from? All right. It's gonna be hard to know which ones I <laughs> have in there. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> um, well, would you guys like some time to write down all these choices? Uh, you guys are good. I think I'll figure think, it out. Yeah, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> I think I'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll know all of them. All right. Piece number two is by Max Lieberman, entitled Ooh. Bubblegum Palace. Okay. Perfect. Take your time. Give you guys a couple seconds. Wonderful piece, by the way. Painstakingly made. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I will be your docent for this uh guide today so all right moving on to piece number three is from joaquin sarola <laughs> entitled colorful sewers <laughs> <laughs> yes wonderful um great use of colors in this one um <laughs> artist really um took attention to detail uh, you can really see the the way the each member is paint like painstakingly painted their legs perfect shapes and everything like that wonderful all right next piece is from of course john singer sergeant oh. entitled entertaining park yes <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> and uh yes oh. um uh, and this artist um really went for a ride if you will uh, for this piece so um, lots of lots of great movement you can see clearly, and um, yeah, it's a it's a full orchestra if you will. Okay, next piece is from Gustave Kaibot. Kaibot, 
it's my first day uh, at the <laughs> Musée d'Orsay, so I'm still learning a lot of these names. But this piece is entitled Six Feet Apart. Oh, wow. That's right. That's right. Wow. I know. Very, very um, recent. Very progressive oh. for, for its time. Yes. Mm. Little did this artist know um, <clears throat> we would be living this piece in our modern day. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Next piece is from Berth Morissot, entitled Afternoon Ghosts. That's right. So scary, if you will. Um, you can see great attention to detail with the way the light is shining through. Very hard to capture reflections back then, but <laughs> using the right pigments, you can um, you can make somewhat realistic-looking impression impressionist paintings. Yes, very good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next, next up we have a, a Renoir, yeah, from Pierre Auguste <laughs> Renoir, entitled, and the piece is entitled "Road Leads to Rock." Yes, um, a lot of brushstrokes were made for this piece. You could see a lot of the stacking happen. Um, it's not just one; it's a lot of dabs, a lot of pointillism, if you will, for this impression piece. Yes, um, great. Great use of um, what I like to call tutti frutti colors. Um, not an official term, uh, granted, but um, the the effect of the shadows within the figures gives a really Rorschach type impression, and um, it's really um, up to the viewer's interpretation which uh, figures they're seeing in front of you. Are they five members of Red Velvet? Are they? Um, Giant obelisks. Who knows? All right, moving on. Um, this is an Auguste Rodin, and entitled <clears throat> "Spooky Town." <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, classic, classic piece. Um, very, very um, highly sought after. So we are very lucky to have it in our collection mm. this uh, this uh, season. So um, again, wonderful. Formations in the, the the subject matter that uh, this person was painting, and um, if you take a look at the background, there's a beautiful gradient happening with some sort of like um, dark sunset in the background. Yeah, lots of um, lots of great imagery going on over here. Okay, next up we have a Matisse. Yes, a Matisse, Henry Matisse, of course. Um, his one of his famous pieces entitled. Desert Dessert. Yep, that's right. That's correct. Um, um, really had to go in the middle of... Um, I'm assuming... I don't know how many deserts there are in Europe, but uh, maybe if they went further south across the Mediterranean or something, there might be more deserts there. But found a good desert, and again, found five random people <laughs> just dancing in the middle of the desert for some reason, so... Mm -hmm. Great, great pieces. Okay, and next we have a Monet. Mm. Uh, this is actually my favorite because this, you can really feel the emotion. Um, just the sense, the voidness in the background and just the dimly lit floor. Just really, really, um, really beautiful all around. Just makes you feel things, you know. Um, this piece is entitled Dancing in a Room. Go figure, right? All right. Next, we have a Paul Cezanne, I believe. That's right. Uh, let me just radio somebody. Uh, yeah, is it uh, pronounced Cezanne or Cezanne? 
You're the janitor. Okay. All right. Um, can you get me somebody who can help? You don't even work here. How are you on this radio? Just, just, just stop talking. Okay. Um, okay. So I don't know how to pronounce it, but the piece is entitled Jungle Boogie. Yeah. Very, very early piece. Um, uh, very early on in this person's career, if you will. So, uh, might, might be a little hard to remember, but definitely a favorite of Suzanne stands out there. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. all right. And we have a piece by Edward Hopper entitled Moonlit Island. Yes. Um, you could say the background's a little starry, starry, starry skies, you know, a little, a little, um, um, beautiful inspiration there. Um, if you see in the background, there is a famous um, light tower that, uh, or lighthouse, sorry, if you will, um, that I don't know the name of, but yes, uh, it's very hard to paint sand right there. And so um, great, great use of uh, brushstrokes all around as well. And is that it? Nope, there's one more, or a couple more. Uh, this one is from Camille Pizarro, entitled stained bad boy <laughs> yes that's right um you don't get to see a lot of stained glass pieces uh in the work impressionalism usually it's just you know docks or trees or lilies in water you know but for some reason this artist decided to go inside this magical colorful looking cathedral and captured some beautiful stained glass work. All right. Um, okay, this one is a Degas, Edgar Degas, of course. Um, of course. In, with his piece entitled Archaic Technology. I just had no idea how he was able to um, see so far to the future because there's a lot of, um, you know, pr- pretty futuristic for, for his time, you know. Um, so very, very visionary artist. Uh, if you will, um, but yes, love the way the uh, the paint kind of looks like it's layered on top of each other, and um, yeah, and uh, this guy, this guy was a real smarty. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a real smarty. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this one is an Alfred Sisley entitled "Majestic Pillars." Um, Love the fact that not only are there beautiful um, pastel pillars, but actually all five members of Red Velvet are doing their best impression of the pillars as well. So I think that's why they call it impressionalist because uh, it's, it's, they're really trying to copy the, uh-huh. the surrounding nature. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alfred Sisley, eh? More like <laughs> Alfred... Uh, something else. It's <laughs> 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 good. Give away the answer. Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't do that. Okay. <laughs> and we have Mondrian and entitled Adult Swim. Yes. Oh. Um, mm. Yes. Yeah, Adult Swim. Yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, nothing more to say except beautiful pastel colors, uh, beautiful orange hair and blonde hair. Oh. Lots of colored hair going on in this one, so wonderful. Should I go orange? 
You should. <laughs> and I think this is our last one. It is uh, okay, good. Ed- Edward. Okay, good. The right number. <laughs> I was like, okay, good. Yeah. On the wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think this is number 17, our 17, our final piece in the collection, um, and Edouard Manet, entitled Star Burst Explosion. And again, very beautiful use of colors, very vivid, very um, stylistic, beautiful all around. Okay. Um, I think that's it. I freaked you out. You don't have to send check. <clears throat> I freaked out. I, you don't have to sense check your answers. Okay. I think it'd be unfair if I went back. So, oh. do you get, do, does anybody need a quick refresher? I'll just quickly flash them. I think I'm like okay. The first five. Just I just want to see them again. Okay, going back. There you go. This is number one. Okay. This is number two. This is number three. Okay. This is number four. And this is number five. Okay. Okay. Six. Okay. All right. So I'll just leave it up to you guys to uh, send me the, uh, to give me the correct number. Mm. Okay. I trust you guys. I know you guys will, won't do me wrong. So let's get through. Let's see which music videos these pieces were actually called. Okay. Starting with number one, Rainbow Pinwheel. Nope. <laughs> it is entitled, of course, Power Up. Yes, from 2018. You might remember, I think this is the one with the auxiliary cord being it's plugged into the <laughs> pineapple. pineapple. Yep, yeah. that yep. yep, that's this one. Yep. All right. Next one. Not Bubblegum Palace. It is called Sappy 2019 from their Japan album, uh, I recall. I think it's just a single. The first Japanese album's coming out in like a, a week, like okay. two weeks. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay. Colorful Sewers. Um, nope. It's what we talked about before. It's, of course, Queendom from 2021. All right. Entertaining Park. <laughs> that should have been a gi- big giveaway because this is Sims of the Beam for 2019. Six feet apart. Yes, very future, very, very futuristic. But uh, hopefully, my my clues helped you out if you really needed it because this is actually called Rookie. Yes, from earlier years, earliest years. I read Velvet. Okay. Afternoon Ghost. Ah, get it? Peekaboo. 2017. <laughs> get it? <laughs> All right. Road Leads to Rock. This is a very iconic scene in this music video. It's actually black and white, if you could imagine. Um, that's right. It is Bad Boy from 2018. I colorized it to trick you, but I'm pretty sure it didn't trick you guys. Spooky Town. <laughs> My favorite road that ends. <laughs> Spooky Town and then The Thinker, I think, are my favorite. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, actually, um, this is entitled Really Bad yeah, Boy I from believe 2018. Camille yeah. did. 
she was the actual artist. Or I, I don't, yeah. this isn't their story. There's a movie about him. We yeah. watched it in French class. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay. Um, this Matisse, uh, Desert Dessert. Yep, that was a give, big mm-hmm. giveaway because it's ice cream cake from 2015. Mm. That's right. Dancing in a room. I was thinking of some way to make it very obvious, like manual, <laughs> manual something, but I thought dancing in a room would be good for, of course, automatic from the 2015 time. Okay, Jungle Boogie. Again, I really feel like Alamark has seen all these stills because he needed to find fruit and food from each video. So <laughs> I didn't need very, to. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> he's very familiar with a lot of these scenes. Um, but if this is, of course, from Happiness from 2014 <laughs> when there were only four people. All right. Um, this, t- this piece, Moonlit Island, is actually... You guessed it. <laughs> Oompa Oompa from 2019. And this this is not a Red Velvet song, although it is marketed under Red Velvet. You obviously got this right because who could forget this iconic scene from Irene and Solgi's Monster 2020. And I hope that, that they got clue really clued you in because you were definitely a smart smart and not <laughs> a dumb dumb 2015 <laughs> um, and again oh, impression, yeah. impressionalism paintings mm. doing their best impression of these majestic pillars um, you would have to be insane to be that rigid that's right it's psycho Alfred psycho Lee psycho 2019 all right. Adult Swim? Uh, more like um, Imperialist Roulette. Oh. <laughs> Shot fired, 2016. Very, very uh, relevant of the time. That's, that's right. And last but not least, Starburst Explosion is, of course, Cookie Jar, 2018. All right. So, guys. Why don't you message me separately the number that you got? And I will tell you who the winner is. <laughs> it's good at oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Actually, <laughs> just lie, Steven. No, <laughs> just lie. <laughs> just lie. It's okay. Let's let's move on to the topic. <laughs> uh, okay, I got this many right. <clears throat> All right, so it looks like we have a tie. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, um, of course, I should have expected that Alamark would be our winner. Stephen, you had a very respectable twelve correct. Um, you missed five. I'm sure it's probably probably the early ones or the. Japan release that really tricked you um, there. Um, but of course, our resident uh, Revel of got all of them <laughs> correct, as to be expected. How, 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 who would have expected anything different? Um, but for fun, we will go over the tiebreaker questions just to see if you can get it right. Okay. 
Tiebreaker. Time to test your art history. Um, here we go. This still from In My Feelings oh. is a reference to Ophelia by John Everett. Malais? Malais? Again, my first day at the job here. Your question is, which year did this piece come out? Uh, Steven, you can uh, just guess for fun. Yeah. I'll do you think go B, 1862. Okay, and Alamark, what is your guess? I guess 72. Okay, you are both incorrect. It's actually 18, <laughs> 1852. Uh, okay, so. I swear they had not developed these uh, techniques. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, and your final tiebreaker question would have been... What, what is the name of this Monet piece? Uh-oh. Is it oh. A, Majestic Monet and her boy? B, Mother Monet and her child, or C, Madame Monet and her son? What do you think? I'll start with you, Alan Mark. I'll go C. Okay. I'll go B again. It's C. It's C. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Mark, you would have won the tiebreaker <gasps> regardless, so no harm, no foul, Steven. Congratulations on win- winning Feel My Impression. Thank you guys for playing. I worked really hard in this game. Yeah, that was really good. Because I love you guys and I love Red Velvet. Peace! Like, how, like, when did you decide to put that all together? Like, did you already know it was going to be art themed by Monday? (laughs) Like, the answer is no. I figured out the game after I watched the music video. Wow. Yeah. Um, I had this is actually the third iteration of the game that oh I thought we God. could play. Oh, yeah, because I saw the ballet themes oh. and I knew I, I was like, okay, maybe I can. Oh no, no, I was thinking, you know, ballet uh, music box. So I was gonna make music box versions of all the songs. Oh. I was like, that's too much work. <clears throat> wow. Then I was like, what if I take popular ballet songs and then splice. Um, acapella versions oh of all God. the Red Velvet songs. And, and I was like, that's again too much work. And so when I saw the music video, I was like, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Make impressionist <clears throat> pictures. Okay. Anyway, congratulations, Alan Mark. Thank you. You are, you are, you, you, you were and still and will be forever the biggest Red Velvet fan out of the three of us. I mean, <laughs> when you make a PowerPoint presentation, Oh yeah, I did of course do that. You, of course I forgot are. I did yeah. that. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, let us continue the talk of the final three songs. And of course, since Alamark started us off for side A, we are going to have him start us off for the B side. So Alamark, track number four, entitled Bamboleo. What are your thoughts on this Mediocre song. Oh my god. So this is… Well… Okay. <laughs> uh, first, same producers, uh, same writing team that wrote the title track, Feel My Rhythm. So um, already a great start even before playing. Um, and yeah. And then now we get this 80s synth pop, almost city pop inspired song. Uh, which is another really nice change of pace. Uh it sort of reminds me of their song If um, from uh, the Perfect Red Velvet uh, or the Perfect Velvet 
as well as like mixing that with Brave Girls' as We Ride. I think that's like a really nice like mixture of the two. Um, it's just another... This song is so good. Like... Um, if I had to point out like one specific thing, I love the chorus, the melodic line, the when they sing the word uh, bamboleo, the bamboleo, and then go into their head voice. It's so pretty. Na, 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 na. It's yeah. uh, it's just so pretty, and it's uh, it's a song about just like letting loose and dancing. Bamboleo is uh, dance terms meaning mm. to like sway, swing, wobble, stuff like that. So it's just like oh, uh, I didn't know that. Uh, it's just. <laughs> It's so good. Um, yeah, I'm just going to start off with sheer emotion right now. So, yeah, that's… I'm, I, I would join you with that. Um, I mean, it's city pop. So, you know, the three of us are immediately going to love it. But it's not just any city, city pop. It is city pop that sounds like it would have been made back then. Because that's how re- revolutionary that sound was back then. And it's still influencing everyone… To this day, and I feel like that is the caliber of this song. It is such a good city pop song, um, song in general, but just city pop specifically. Very like a beautiful example of city pop. Um, and while those songs typically make me feel energized and hopeful, as what that city pop was, you know, created for. Um, like Alan Mark was saying, this version of city pop puts me at ease. It just makes me feel comfortable and just just melts me. It it doesn't make me want to like dance. It just makes me want to like well of course it makes me want to dance, but you know, it just it makes me want to like just groove and melt away and everything. And so just go great great everything, great examples. Um Steven, I'll leave it to you to point out any instruments you want. Mm. Um because every Every instrument is a perfect iteration of what that <clears throat> instrument should sound like for a city pop song. So, Stephen, um, as a resident city pop um, aficionado, Am I? oh, okay, uh, oh, you, you're the one who you're the one who uh, first brought the term city pop to this podcast. Oh, okay. So, so you, by default, <laughs> sure. are the aficionado. Yeah. Okay. Well, you you hear the kind of some of those hallmarks of of city pop where. You have the the bass. I, I feel like they really emphasize the mm-hmm. the upbeats with the bass. It's like yeah. the dun, 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 yeah. Dun, yep. And but it's just really on this album. It's not just a bop after bop. It's like killer bass after killer bass. And it, this one is it's so good. Um, it, it's not just the bass. Like it has all those those toms bills that you hear and it gives you one right at the beginning to bring you into the song after the intro uh yeah what else i mean i think this is just like like a top tier b-side um it's it's so good that in the melody um i feel like they i I don't know if they are like accidentals for this uh song but whatever they are those notes uh they just captivate and I felt like I was just wrapped in this song and always wanted to come back to those that melody in, in the chorus. Um, but uh, oh yeah, the the one instrument I do have to mention it's just that that overdriven guitar. Yeah, uh, that's just soloing. It, it like a genuine solo, and then we get another like background solo in the end that 
it really makes the song it it gives it some energy while keeping it it, it gives still keeping us relaxed or like kind of at ease as you're as you're saying chuck um i i really love this song um yeah i don't know what else what else uh i i haven't i feel like i haven't really mentioned many members here but i wrote down wendy a lot that i haven't mm. and I, my notes haven't i haven't mentioned her but like her her notes in the like her high notes in the bridge like her ad-libs there they, they were typically amazing wendy uh and i i will also uh shout out her earlier rapping on beg for me and and mm-hmm. some and her brief lines on rainbow halo <laughs> so yeah um yeah i don't know just i really love this it could be my favorite, but it's, I don't know. It's really hard. Um, so I'm just going to cut, cut uh, in front of you, Alan Mark. Um, it's fine. The, I, I wanted to... Uh, I love that little hook that they start you off with. The whole left to the left to right. Uh, oh, yeah. Da, 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 oh, yeah. That's actually right, good. was going to be my next note anyway. To the left to right. Da, yeah. It's just... Um, it just sets you up so beautifully for this song, and um, and yes, I I also think this is the best song in the album, or is it? Uh, but I have to pick it right because it has Leo in it, and I'm a Leo, and I love. I'm below. Oh, I'm, I love how anytime I'm uh, referenced in a song, so of course. Um, what else can we talk about this song? It's just yeah, no, that it, it, it's it, that bridge know, though. Okay, you mentioned that like. Like it's not only like it's the chromaticisms and that chord progression together <laughs> that just make it so cool. But it's like they do it the first time; it just loads goes up, and then after that, it, it then dips down. And the second time they sing it, I like that they didn't just like repeat the same thing. It was really cool. I don't know. It that's yeah. that's also probably my favorite part of the song besides the guitar that Stephen mentioned. It's uh. um. Yeah, I don't know, man. Ugh. I, I felt I felt like I was just listening to the second verse of "Feel My Rhythm" in just a second there, because <laughs> you because <laughs> you had like glitched out. Oh, I did. Um, <laughs> your Wi-Fi, was, yeah. Oh, but whoops. We could still hear you. Yeah, like, we could still hear you. Yeah, I was wondering while you were yeah. uh, reacting to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. good. It was good. Okay, good, good, good. Anyway, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> you're back now. I mean, okay. it's I. When you like a song so much, you, it's you you want to find the or when something is so good, you want to find the faults to find um, to to bring it back down to earth. But just like I did with the all the songs before Bambaleo, this song, right from the jump, it I knew like I knew the three of us were gonna love it so much, mm-hmm. and it is just it is just I I just. The very first listen, I don't know if you, you probably got, you guys probably do this too, but um, the very first listen, you just listen to the whole album, and then, then you start formulating your thoughts. It, it this album is so good that I didn't want to write notes for it. I just wanted to keep yeah. listening to the song, and I felt like more, <clears throat> more, more so than in any other release, um, a lot of this this album is just feeling and the the feeling that this song gives you is just um pure happiness um not to take from the the (laughs) other single happiness but uh (laughs) um but it's just 
it just makes me feel so good. And it's just the, I don't know. There's so many city pops that we've covered uh, since we started the podcast, but it's just, I don't know. I just forgetting them for some reason. And this is the only one that's standing out in my mind. Um, it's just so good. So good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. So good. Don't Another Red say. Velvet song. Yeah. <laughs> they just, <laughs> they've taken the whole dictionary, haven't they? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to call over Bambaleo? Just, just go listen to it, people. Yeah. You don't need, you don't need us to tell you. It's it's good. You don't even need to listen to this, the rest of this podcast. Just go listen to the album. You're fine. You don't need our you don't need our opinions. Just the same. It's the same feeling you're having. <laughs> okay. Um, well, guys, I want to move on to track number five. Um, uh, I guess it's a spaghetti western, if you will, because the the track is entitled "Good, Bad, and Ugly," and I. I will start to say that the the backside of this album, I but my notes have started deteriorating <laughs> because I felt like I didn't really need to write any notes anymore. Like the the back the back end of the, the of this album is just finished just so strongly in um well I don't know, it's just it's I can't would you guys consider this a predominantly velvet album, red album, or a combo of both? Like, just, uh, I'd say it's just both. Just gut feeling. I think it's yeah, both. Yeah, I, I would say both as well. I don't think um, they've really had a pure red or velvet album since maybe Power Up. Or what was that? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Summer Magic, I think, was that album. That makes sense. Yeah, cater to both spectrums. Um, well, uh, if if we're like you know putting these songs in the spectrum, I would categorize good, bad, and ugly right up there with "Beg for Me" for like pure velvetness. It's just right off the bat, just hit hits you with the velvet side very hard. Um, just smooth, smooth instrumentation, smooth vocals. Um, I I will argue that I think this for me just two days listening to it might have the best vocal performance mm. all around. Um, I mean, we'll get to In My Dreams later. <laughs> but um, as far as like just the range it kind of goes through and the different textures and the feelings, I think vocal-wise, it's so good. Um, the, the what, can, what else can I say? The, the trumpet, um, I don't know if it's a sample or a live trumpet, um, the one that just kind of, uh, if somebody can help me with a better musical term, the, 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 just the, like the, the, it almost feels like a freestyling trumpet in the background, the whole like, like that, 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 that part. Um, and then even the, uh, the horn riff, um, that happens, uh, I think, I don't remember if it's in the pre-chorus or the chorus itself, um, is wonderful. And, I put two stars next to this note because I loved, love, love, loved the chord progression of this song. It is, it just, um, again, I will need more smart, smart people helping me out with the terminology. But just the, the, the chord progression, it's, it jumps around in so many unexpected ways. It, it's just so interesting to listen to the entire 
um, the entire time. And I will um, say that this R&B track will now be known as R&V to me. <laughs> so there you go. Steven, your turn. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I did. I mean, also really like this track. Uh, I feel like it's more of a velvet side song. Um, it, and it, but it also just like a really feel good track in the way that some like Chance the Rapper type songs are. Uh-huh. Like, I like those horns and then the piano. I feel like that took me to a certain Chance song. Um, and then I think that the message, uh, there's, there's like a lot of just lyrics about like loving yourself. That, that, that's nice too. Um, I, I didn't go too much into the lyrics as, uh, as much, but I, it, it's just a really nice uh, song. I do feel like maybe I need to hear it away from the rest of the album because it didn't excite me, I would say, as much as the other songs that I, I was like hearing it as a a great song, but like it was just harder to like come That's up with all point. my notes. Yeah. So like I, I like I know it's a, this is just a really good song, but I yeah, maybe if I, I if it comes up I'll like it'll be it'll become more special that way, sort of. Yeah, we'll need to be more than two days. I think so. It. Yeah, like I, I mean, like on, a week. Yeah. On Monday night, I I was planning to like, okay, I'm gonna write some notes for this, but then I like I just put down my pen because I I couldn't like I just wanted to listen to it, and then yeah, I reluctantly last night went to put down my thoughts. Um, yeah. <clears throat> All right, Almark, what is the good? What is the bad? And what is the ugly of this song? Uh, I don't know, man. It's all good. <clears throat> It's just no <laughs> bad or good, ugly dude. in this it's song. It's all good, man. Um, yeah, uh, I think, I mean, Seamus talking about it, it doesn't maybe stand out as much in the rest of the album, but I kind of like that about this. Like I mentioned the sequencing of this album overall. Another one where it's like after how like hype and like dancey Bambaleo was, like it's nice having this sort of more mellow sound. Uh, I felt more of this song had like a combination of like 80s like smooth jazz R&B like Bobby Caldwell mixed with like 90s 2000s neo soul especially in that piano how it's used um yeah but a main reason why like you know that sound works and was made with really cool chord progressions and um just like really cool transitions you know uh crunchy chords as I've mentioned on Billy's album because this one was Produced, co-produced by Minjishun, who is quickly becoming a favorite for me. Uh, always love when she's on the production side of a track. Um, so that's why a lot of the like, there's a lot of really cool, like small and subtle flourishes with the piano, with the horns, with the, and, like multiple instrumentations here and there that you may not notice like in a first listen, but if you like watch out for that stuff. It's like sprinkled all throughout the song, and it's really, really pretty every time. Like, um, yeah, like Snowy Night I've mentioned is a favorite of mine. That song had a lot of the same kind of features too. So, um, yeah, it's just such a good. It's just such a good song, and like, I like the little like uh, references to 
Forrest Gump. They mentioned like how oh, yeah. all the um, <laughs> like all these feelings like you know you can pick out different things like a like picking out a, from a box of chocolate stuff like That's that. So like shrimp gumbo. Oh, I mean yeah, like shrimp gumbo. All the different the different things you could do with shrimp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's just so good. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> they should have called it the good. Yeah, the gooder, the goodest. Yeah, and I feel like in every song of this album, like there's specific instruments that really shine. Um, we mentioned the guitar um, on Bambaleo. I mentioned like the saxophone on Rainbow Halo. This one. I think it's like that piano is just so good. It does really, really good things in that bridge. Uh, so, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I know Alan Mark joked about this episode creeping into like over two hours, way over two hours, but <clears throat> I'm going to try and keep us on track. And um, it'll be quite we'll jump. if you keep it under yeah. two. <laughs> I, I will keep it under two, swear, promise. Um, but we will move on to the final track of the album entitled In My Dreams. And Stephen, in my dreams, you help us conclude this wonderful episode <laughs> that we are covering. So, okay. Stephen, will you make my dreams come true? <laughs> I, I, I hope so. Um, but if if your dream is to actually keep this under two, uh, then I, oh, no, that's, <laughs> that's, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I feel like I I wrote a lot for, or yeah, I probably have a lot on this one. But um, you know, yeah, Alan Mark already mentioned how he was feeling. After Beg for Me, and I, I can't, I can't imagine that there were a lot of people who are listening to this album, like from first to first song to the last, and who who weren't left uh, broken by Beg for Me. And then, you know, they maybe took part of the second half to piece themselves together, only to be greeted by <laughs> In My Dreams, and then summarily, soundly shattered again. Uh, like, <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, perfectly said. Like, how much more like wistful can you get on this? Uh, like, but even even as sad as the song can be, it's it's still something you, you cannot help but bask in its splendor. It's there's so much about it that, like, um, it brings us back to. The opening track because it has all those strings and it it feels lush and I, I felt like there's a section that had th- this kind of effect that's kind of muffled the strings and to me that really gave it this this dreamlike feeling but like the feeling where after you wake up from a dream you can recall the exact feelings that that you had during a dream but you cannot remember the details like the the that muffling of the strings kinds of it blurs your ability to identify it you know there's strings but there's it's just the suggestion of it and that's like the dream like feeling that the, the, this song gave me and um uh, yeah i i have like some more specifics but uh yeah, i'll let you guys go 
That was um, maybe the greatest so, string of words that I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> so, um, Alan, I, like, I don't was, know if you sorry, figured was, out what you wanted to pull for the episode clip, but I think I just found it. <laughs> oh, man. I was almost reading that uh, like directly, <laughs> just because <laughs> I I kind of wrote I wrote full sentences for yeah, this. So deserved, <laughs> well deserved. Yeah, that you some <clears throat> summa- <laughs> summarized all my thoughts into such a beautiful, poignant grouping of words it's just uh that's that's it that's the that's how i would describe it as well thank you um yeah it's uh but uh alan mark you you go after alan uh you go oh, after steven so oh it's your god i have to follow you that gotta up? top that you gotta uh, follow it up. i can't but i will say <laughs> that um chuck you mentioned the last song as far as you think is the best vocal performance i noted that i think this is the best vocal performance on the album uh both like uh i think it's just so fun. It's phenomenal. Like whoever did the full vocal mixing and then arranged all of the vocals for the different harmonies that they put into this song. Just a, like full and heartfelt thank you because it's so well done. So well built. Um, yeah, oh, like, like they don't get a lot of shine as vocalists, but like this is a big reason why you have uh, members like Irene and Yeri on your in your group because their voices have such perfect tones for blending into these beautiful chords that they give us on this song and this song is filled with those chords it is so beautifully done um it's cool that the melodies especially the verses mostly very subdued and i think that really helps push the how vast the choruses feel especially that last one um, and like just the whole song feels like one big buildup, which is really cool for a final song on an album because it's a really ending on like this large flourish, uh, very represented well with that bridge where it just the repeating in my dreams, you want me back. And then Sulgi does the last one that like pushes it, at the, but that really like pretty run at the end. Um, and then course in that final chorus like wendy does these the descant lines and the runs that just like there's no way you should end a red velvet album other than how they did with this uh it mm. yeah (laughs) Mm, okay i'll i'll jump in i'll try to add some more flavor um to this conversation of this song uh yeah exactly thank you thank you I was, I was hoping. I was hoping the that would be uh, caught. Um, but uh, what can I add? Um, I loved. I loved how um, in the po- in the pre-chorus. Well, first the line "In my dreams, you love me back." So beautiful on its own, just that thing. But the way they sing it so much it makes it so much more beautiful um but in that pre-chorus this just little minor thing which um in the grand scheme just adds so much um i loved how when it starts they go like in my dreams you love me back and then they do this pause like this breath Mm. and it just like takes you back a little bit you're like what and then they come back again it's like this push and pull that just is so captivating to me um 
um, just prepping you for what would be the grand um, crescendo of the chorus and everything. It's just so good. And I love how the chorus had so much oomph to it. You hear that, really hear that drum, that bass, and just like everything comes crashing together in a majestic way. It's just, um, it's wonderful. It's, it's good. It's, it's, it's great. It's just not, it's, um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I also think this is the best song on the album. It's just <laughs> so good. Um, um, I don't know what else I want to okay. say. I, I just do you, yeah, you the, have more? A couple specific, yeah, just like I, I also had some notes about that. The in my dreams you love me back line. Um, it, it was kind of it reminded me a bit of like uh, someday my prince will come. Like mm, the, yes, mm, the way it's, it's, yeah. Um, it's like a Disneyness to it. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but and I wanted to just point out that. To like how it's sung uh, first by Joy, I, I feel like you really hear the that like the longing and almost even a helplessness when she sings it. But then, I think with when Irene sings it, it like it becomes grave and mm. it sounds like an order. <laughs> like in my <laughs> dreams, you love me back, and it, oh. it. I don't know if that's just my hearing of it, but. It's, I don't know. The, it just kind of changed that that delivery of it. That it made that added something to this for me. Um, yeah. So yeah. There's, there's something really great about this. Just yeah. this. Yeah. What a great, fantastic ending to this uh, album. Yeah, that's a I good agree. point. It's like it's just in that those two like that. There's that pre-chorus. This song goes from like sad or or like sounding more like uh one of these nights and then just immediate transitions into psycho that's i think that's yeah. a really cool <laughs> um cool catch there um i'm i'm spent guys i don't have anything else to say <sighs> about the song yeah i'm exhausted but in a yeah. good way <laughs> in a good way yeah all right um, I think uh, I think we're ready then to do one final call for uh, this album. Um, so I'll, I'll start off first. Uh, we were playing what is Chuck's favorite oh, yeah. song uh-huh. in this album. Oh, Hope you God. paid attention to the clues I gave you. Every song <laughs> is my favorite song. Um, but if I had to pick, what do you guys think I would pick as my all-time favorite song off this album? Knowing <sighs> Me. Um, okay. Or not knowing me. Alan Mark's favorite is... Uh, I don't know. I will go with... Okay, I will go with... Bambaleo. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> I don't want to choose the same thing. <laughs> um, it's... Okay. I know how much you love... Velvet... Velvetier songs. So, I'm between two... Oh, I think Good, Bad, Ugly is might be it. I think that might be more your vibe. So I'll go with that. Wrong. Steven, you are wrong. Oh. <laughs> Alamark, you are also wrong. Okay. My favorite song is In My oh, Dreams. Oh, man. I mean, okay. 
Yeah. My favorite song is In My Dreams. Oh, and of course, course I have more words to say because I was oh. waiting for you to guess my favorite song before I told you more about what I thought about this song. This song is like vocal ballet. <laughs> it, is, it has so many movements. It, if you… The beauty you get when you watch Swan Lake, when you watch um, The Nutcracker, <laughs> is just like how you… <laughs> it's just like what happens. <laughs> it's just like what happens when you listen to this song. Okay. It is like… Beautiful movement of of instruments and voices. It's like watching. It's like listening to a ballet in your ears. That is what this song oh does to me. It is such a climactic end cap to this album. You were talking about the sadness. I love those dark undertones. It's like this duality of like happy, but just you know, um, uneasy or you know everything. It's so beautiful. It's angelic. The five part harmonies that are just firing off. You're right. You are correct. Wendy's high notes. I have that <laughs> note. I just did not want to say it out loud. Um, the outro hits with so much energy. It just it's just, and at the very end, you just it feels like just one final like collapse of just everyone spent and it's just like nothing was left off the table it is so beautiful and bambaleo is my favorite song just kidding (laughs) 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 no no in my dreams is my favorite song and i'm curious did you guys pick favorite songs or it's it's pretty hard right now because yeah it's okay you don't have to but i i it was between bambaleo and in my dreams when i heard a bambaleo first I was like, this is my favorite song. I don't even need to listen to anything else. So you're correct, Stephen, thinking that. And then I heard In My Dreams. Yeah. <clears throat> to me, um, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll finish my thoughts on this album uh, with my thought, final thoughts on In My Dreams. But as a complete package, this was unexpected. I was not ready for such a beautiful collection. Um, I don't know what happened between Queendom and this album. I don't know if they had some of these songs tucked away ready to be released for this package or they started fresh when Queendom was finished and then they were like, they created these beauties. I don't know. But it really feels like um, like I would say I haven't felt not not that I've been keeping up um, but I feel like like for me, RBB was such a fantastic piece of work um, and that I haven't felt the same way that I did with RBB until like right now. This album is just from beginning to end just hits you in so many different ways. It's just unbelievable how beautiful it sounds and just just a real exemplary, exemplary like... Um, uh, it, or it's it's just exemplary of just the talent of Red Velvet, and um, I know we said this last with Queendom, just how how they're the queens, um, and like this album, like Alan Mark was saying, is them proving that they're the queens of spring. I just think they're the queens; they really are the queens of K-pop. It's just they do not miss. They can they have created nonstop bangers and smashes, and it's just. I don't want them to stop making music. I they can be 60 for all I care and they can just be producing whatever they want. It's just so they're such a wonderful group and um to to top it off with in my dreams it's just um oh my god what was I going? Why? Oh yeah. 
I think in my dreams, um, it it has skyrocketed into like so, like my one of my all time favorite like B sides. It is just so good. Um, it's a song that I've like felt like I've never heard before, or I don't think anybody has attempted to do. It's just so beautiful and unique, and it's just I can't believe in what. What year is it now for Red Velvet Alamark? Uh this is year eight. Okay. In in year eight, they are still consistently hitting and revolution like revolutionizing and just being just game changers. And um yes, I really, really hate this album. Okay, who wants to go next? Oh, I'll go next. <laughs> I don't <laughs> oh, have yeah. a lot. I don't have a lot. <laughs> good, 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 uh, good call, good call, good call. Um yeah, I, I think, you know, th- this album just delivered a lot of red velvet goodness. And mm. I, I I feel like with with Queendom, I, ju- I thought it was, it was like good. It had some songs I really liked, like Knock on Wood and Pushing and Pulling. But there weren't like really songs that I felt became like all-time, like all-timers within Red Velvet's. Uh, discography, but I, I think with this album, it feels like with it being a Reva Festival release, it there's some more there's like some more magic to it, and I, I feel like they went more they were more daring on with the songs they had on this album, and it paid off. Uh, it's just a really uh, it's an it's just a really great release. Maybe probably my favorite album we've listened to this year. Um, yeah, uh, not much else to say. Yeah, it, like Queendom did not sh- shake like or my how I, I really felt about them just being at the top. But um, this, uh, th- yeah, like it, this is just a, a great <laughs> release, and I'm so happy it came out. I'm so happy they have these songs. Um, yeah, um, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Al Mark, you get to end it. Oh. Whatever you wanna wanna do. Uh, I have no. I actually have no final thoughts. All right. No, no. Right, okay, so Al Mark. Thank okay. you. Guys it's all. For <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, it's all written down. So, um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you, well, first of all, um, officially they've beat the uh, seven-year curse, which is great. It looks like that seven-year curse isn't. Is less of a thing. <laughs> oh, a bunch of girl groups would would disband <laughs> yeah, after a, seven years. So I'm glad that's they funny. made it past. Um, but Dang. here with Rever Festival 2022, what a return to form for this group. Because I mentioned where Queendom was more just an announcement of them being back after a long hiatus. Uh, the Revel Festival 2022 truly brought brought back not only the overarching concept that was the festival, uh, both with lore and sonically. Uh, but it also uh, felt like it was a great encapsulation of just Red Velvet as a whole. Um, similarly to the teaser photo for this album that basically referenced every past Red Velvet release, this album also feels like it was an ode to the sounds that helped build up their success to where they are today. Like, Feel My Rhythm connects them back to where they left off in the Red Festival, particularly Psycho. Uh, Rainbow Halo takes me back to 2018. Uh, this could have been on RBB or on a, a summer magic B side. Uh, Beg for me has like the perfect red velvet all over it. 
Uh, Bumble Leo pairs so well with the Russian Roulette and the Rookie Eras. Uh, Good, Bad, Ugly has similar vibes to their first couple years as a five-member group. And then the album rounds out with In My Dream that reconnects it back to track one. And then now helping push the group forward into whatever they do in the future. So I feel like like this is truly the Red Velvet album that I have been waiting for for so long. Like, honestly, it encapsulates everything I love about the group. Mixing together the Red and Velvet side so seamlessly into something beautiful. Uh, Overall, it's so romantic. Every song gave me like visceral emotional responses. Uh, Like I've got chills so many times listening to this album from the same song over and over again. So uh, yeah, and granted, you know, these are still only initial thoughts after two days of nonstop listening. But sometimes when something special hits your ears, you just know. Uh, So yeah, this is definitely one of the top Red Velvet albums for me. Maybe a, a top K-pop album for me. So uh, that's where I am with here with, with this album. Okay. Good. Well said. <laughs> 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 um, Steve, you want to say any more? Or did you use it all up for… Uh, um, uh, in me, my feelings. No, I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Let me, get, let me just do my drafts, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Okay. No, that was well. That was, great. that was beautiful. Everyone, g- top tier, S tier work all around. This S-tier, is yeah. easily my favorite episode <laughs> of All You Can Eat. It's just so from top to bottom. It's just it was just so much fun. Um, and thank you, listeners, for choosing to dine with us in our three star Michelin episode of the week. Um, I feel like I could say that. Three stool? No. Um, uh, and we ho- really hope you enjoyed your stay. And we can't wait for you to come back next week to see what we uh, have served up. Um, you can catch more episodes of How You Can Eat um, on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, whatever you want, we are there. And um, yeah, go check it out. There's a lot of great content already with 2022. I know… Um, Steven and Al Mark were just saying how… Well, Al Mark says one of his most favorite K-pop albums of all time. So the bar is set high. But there are some great other releases as well. So please make sure to check out our discussions about them. You can catch us on all the socials. We are at How You Can Eat um, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can also email us. Leave us suggestions for whatever albums you think we should cover. Whatever specials. Even if you want to be a… Um, a guest. We would love to have you on this show. So please feel free to email Stephen. Howyoucaneat at gmail.com All right. I think I I don't want this moment to end. (laughs) I feel like we could just keep talking about it. Uh, Two Um, hour mark. And so (laughs) yeah. So I just feel like um, I feel like we're going to have to do some Red Velvet special in the future. I don't know. Um, But our time is concluded for this episode. So for Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I, it has been our pleasure being your leaders. So long. Stay safe. And we'll see you next festival. See you. In my dreams, you listen to how you can eat. Thank you.